This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Americans After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's The Americans After Show. Welcome, comrades. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another episode for The American Season 1, Episode 2. I am your host, not Roth Cornette, not Jennifer Golden, but filling in for both those ladies, Phil Svitak. Join alongside... I am Lauren Leonelli. Yes, she was here last week, and Roth and Jen will be back in future episodes. Again, I am just filling in, but happy to do so. Uh, great episode, The Clock, it is called, and uh, we didn't know going into it why it was called The Clock, and obviously we do now. Yes, we do. Um, I thought an overall really good episode. Yeah. Um, very intense, and I like how they really push the envelope every episode. You kind of feel like uh, this they could end the season every episode, like something really crazy could happen, like one of them could defect, and then it could all end. Yeah, that seems to be the biggest threat of everything is defecting. The defecting, yeah. Um, but before we get to our Ru- Russian comrades, let's talk about Beeman. Because, okay. Because uh, I, like, I really like how this is going because they're now both having victories, you know? Yeah. They're, uh, they're paralleling each other. And uh, I like his because, obviously, the more power he gets, it threatens our family. Right. And they are... It really, what and we sort of touched on this last um, last wrap up we did for the first episode. This we are we are looking through the eyes of the KGB spies. Like th- that's kind of our main characters. And Beeman to me almost feels like the bad guy. I know he's not. I mean, he's an American and he's like trying to you know keep it together for the love of the country. But I feel like because Carrie Russell's character is, like, the main character. We're sort of relating to her more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to um, Van Alden's character in Boardwalk Empire. Okay. For, for those of you who don't know, he's he's uh, the government, whereas uh, that show's all about prohibition, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're following those people. So I, I agree with you. Um, I like I like his sort of rise to power, you know, uh, with the caviar. Demon, yeah. When, when, yeah, and, and how they're having the caviar. The... Um, biggest kind of thing for me today was um, when they're playing hockey, Phil and the son, mm-hmm. and you know they're talk. That was a really good scene because uh, you know he asked him like, "Hey, do you play any sports?" Yeah, football, baseball, baseball. very American, American. Sp- yes, as opposed to hockey, which is very Russian. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's borderline. I think that, you know, it's also very Canadian and, and kind of East Coast-y. But for the most part, it's, yeah, it's more of... Uh, no, who's, who's be- at this time, who's better at hockey? Okay, well, you tell our listeners, because I don't really follow hockey that much. So is it the Russians? Are they like the gymnasts? Like, no Martin, one can be... who is good at hockey? The Canadians. But that's what I think. The Canadians. I'm no, Canadians, they had, the, the Russians, Canadians, the, the Russians had the Canadians... You kidding me? They just won the the gold medal. Somebody being the the Canadians. We're in 1980, Martin. This. Oh well, in that case. No, well, let me let me give you the mentality of this because I I, here in terms of the communists and things like that, I could tell you stories because my family's from Eastern Europe. But um, I I actually don't know if this one's true. But the mentality to a degree was, if you lose a hockey match, the whole team gets shot. No, stop it. That's the kind of. I'm not even joking. You like half the men. I'm not. That's literally not what happened. Oh. But a lot of times, no, but that was the sort of mentality. Right, you right. guys, because okay. you guys all lost as a unit, you all deserve to die. You guys okay. lost. It was that intense. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I, I mean, maybe I always think of the 1980s and the, and the Russians really excelling in, like, gymnastics and stuff like that. Well, they but- did. And be, because the whole mentality was, um, and this is my belief that their eventual demise was because of that fact. They didn't, they didn't um, foster their economy and such, but they, they want. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline to show the world they were the best and so it was gymnastics and sports and etc. Sports et and things that other people would see, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, football and baseball was not a, it's not an Olympic sport so not. they didn't care about that. Although but we- I like, that's why I like uh, Beeman bringing that up yeah. is because of that fact. Yeah, I do think that that, um, the scene, you know, that scene right there was the introduction to him kind of letting everyone know, Beeman, kind of letting everyone know including Phil and his family like, uh, I'm here and I'm watching. But then when he brought the caviar in, that was like one of those scenes to me where you're watching really good acting. Like, for example, like the kind of stuff that Kevin Spacey does or the kind of stuff that like Christoph Waltz does where it's very still and very um, subtle but really powerful. He's just like, hey, here's some caviar. And it was like, oh, snap. He yeah. totally got him. And then. Of course, we see Phil being like, ooh, this is salty. Like, he's only tried it once. I don't really like it. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, we see he and his wife, Elizabeth, like, just enjoying the crap out of that caviar. Like, how expensive it is. I can't believe they're eat- getting to eat this. None of their families could ever afford it. Yeah. But um, but I did like that Beeman. You're right. I mean, he's... We we thought, I think, based on the last episode, when he walked into the garage, tried to find something in the trunk, failed, and we kind of see the the wind get taken out of his sails. But this episode, like you said, we see his power rise up again. And he's kind of like, he doesn't have anything yet, but he could very well find something. He's on He them. can, and, uh, you know... Early on, as they're as they're having, um, as Phil and Elizabeth are having their discussion, you know, he's Phil says, "Yeah, I think he's gonna kind of move on. I don't think he does anything hard, whatever." Yeah. And obviously, you could see the fear in his face. And and you made a good point. For every word that Beeman said, I think Phil said like twenty. Totally. You know, because he was trying to kind of circle around the issue and, totally. and, and convince him that 
you know, it, it, it was a great moment, yeah. you know, and, and it's two alpha males trying to figure each other out. And the two really powerful, I mean, they're alpha just in personality, but in their position in the storyline, as well as with their jobs, they're like very powerful, important people. And every little thing is so... This kind of show or like Homeland, the details are so important because literally, like you said, Phil's for every one word Beeman says, Phil's saying 20. It's like Beeman could be picking up on that. Yeah. They go a lot on instincts on the show. I mean, they don't have a lot of hard evidence and a lot of them are trained to go on a vibe or a feeling. Yeah. And that could be very Well, that true. was, I mean, Zero Dark Thirty, that movie and getting Saddam, that was totally based off of that. It was just a hunch on where I I, mean, eventually she got the evidence. But I, Oh, you mean... Wait, wasn't that about getting um, Osama bin Laden? That's what I said. Oh, no, you said... Obama? Did I say no, Obama? Said, I tried oh, to no, slip up. No, you said Saddam. Oh, well, yeah. That's at, okay. least, at least I got a terrorist. I didn't see the movie. It was whatever. One terrorist. They kill movie. Osama. Just spoiler alert. They, I didn't see that movie, but yes, I do I do know um, a little bit about that. But let's let's talk about kind of his bigger mission, which was... Um, which was uh, the kind of... I'll, I'll call it the interrogation at the stereo. The stereo. Store. The girl. The girl. Um... You know, they were following her, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I mean, this is how it was. I mean, he didn't really have it. I don't know the, the full laws, but I think even when you're a, a government agent, you have to have a warrant. I think you do. And, uh, yeah, I think that came out when he's the, the guy in the store said the second time, you can't be doing this. And he and they, made a, they brought up a good point. I don't think that they had... Um, Minorities. Minority. A lot of, you know, they didn't have... Uh, Gosh, I, they had three minorities at the building. He's they one sa- of them. They said three, yeah, and they said that he he basically cannot get fired. Yeah. So he can we can do whatever we want. And they obviously started physically threatening him beyond the fact that they've already gone in there and started taking things and going behind the counter and doing stuff without a warrant. Which I think you're right. I, I do. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure you have to have something like that just to start. I mean, here's my pet peeve, though. Like, um, you know, ob- obviously this guy's pretty much bottom of the totem pole because you don't act like that. If you know you're guilty, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's great that we talked about Phil and Beeman because it's a direct, you know, uh, it, it's bipolar in the sense that you're watching two different mm-hmm. people, you know, and yeah. how they different. This guy just reacted in every wrong step. Right. You know, and, and I, you knew he was suspicious because that's what he was acting like. You can't do this, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, most people, if they're not guilty, they'll be like, yeah, sure, take a look around. Or even even still, you he never once said like, what are you talking about? What, oh, you got the wrong guy? Like, you're asking me... I, you know, you can tell when someone's getting at something. You can, but again, I think I think if you just show cooperation... Well, of course. And you're like, yes, do whatever you want, but I do not know what you're talking about. I mean, he never said that. He never denied it. He just said, stop doing what you're doing. But he never said, hey, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, uh, harm's up in the air. I would have been like... I mean, depending on... I don't, she never walked out with a stereo, right? Or even if no, she did... I, she walked out with a package that looked wrapped, and they made a comment about how she walked in there and was only in there for, like, I think they said 15 seconds and walked out with a wrapped package. That's, like, clearly that was not a purchase that she just made and walked out. There was some sort of a drop going on there. Yeah, I mean, but I'd still make a thing for it. Like, yeah, she she called out in her head or, like, whatever. She, we knew, True. That, you know, we knew that we had to fix her stereo and blah, 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 whatever. True. True. I would make up something. Right. Um, but it was, you know, again, a, v- a very fun storyline because it only progresses him. The closer that he gets to his goal, you know, the balance. And we're Phil, in the balance here. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And there's a lot of that going on, um, you know, like we touched on earlier with this show. Like, 
the balancing and seeing the sides of the Americas and the Russians. And even with Elizabeth and Phil, we're doing that balance of like, are they or aren't they? Are they defecting? Aren't they defecting? Like, who? What? where are they going to go with this? And we see that constant struggle the entire episode. And the first one, too, I feel like it's going to be something they're going to be able to um, string out through the whole storyline. It's not something that's just going to die in like a two episode arc. This is something that they can constantly keep you wondering with, like, for example, and we talked about this last time that this show has been compared a lot to Homeland. And they, you know, for those of you that watch Homeland, you know, that Agent Brody the whole time you're like, is he or isn't he is he or isn't he and they carry that throughout all throughout the second season. So I think that's a good thing for them to start really kind of getting the audience to like wonder about because it's something that really to me gets me really interested. Like I want to know what Carrie Russell's character is doing. Like what is she thinking? There's so much going on behind every line she has. Well, I think you know, um unlike Homeland though, I think I think the this is on our soil obviously, on American yes. soil. And but, you know, uh with terrorists, I think, you know, unfortunately there's a stronger stigma towards it whereas like Russians uh with this it's interesting who's who like you brought up who is worse and as Beeman says you know um this seems like a pretty ideal place or whatever he says to live yeah yeah you know and and you know what it does it is i i think you're right i mean right now terrorists and all that i mean that's obviously a lot more current but back in the 80s that was the equivalent you know what i mean like we and again we touched on this last time but it's like Every single bad guy in a movie in the 80s, like Rocky, hello, the Russian guy was the bad guy. They're always Russian. Like, they're always. So I don't know. I think that, yeah, I mean, right now it's not as relevant as it would have been in the 80s, but they take you back. And you actually mentioned you don't really feel like it feels very 1980s when you're watching it. No, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's maybe taking a little bit used to. I don't know. I think that it's very, you're kind of right. I think it's very subtle. They don't really, like, overplay the costume and the one, the makeup and hair, because you could get a little cray with the 80s. Yeah. But they keep it very subtle, and you do kind of forget for a second. When they play music, which they didn't do a lot of this episode, they did in the first one, You, it kind of brings you into it because they're playing 80s songs. That makes you feel like, um, you know. But, yeah, it, it it's not an obvious overdoing of the 80s-ness. It's a very subtle thing. It is. And uh, something that is timeless... Women shopping for bras and family matters. <laughs> um, that's true. You know, so obviously that's kind of uh, the the reoccurring theme. You know, it goes along well like with this seems like a pretty ideal place. America does. And you know what? Yes. If, if you can ultimately raise your kids here. And irony is these kids are being raised American. And that is not what Elizabeth really likes. She has a constant struggle with that. But she cannot voice it because they're not allowed to discuss anything that can, comes from their past whatsoever. So she has to swallow that jagged little pill every time one of her children says something about baseball or bra shopping or whatever. I mean, you can you watch her just like uh, at least the bra was red. It, that was encouraging, <laughs> Phil. That was good. At least it was red. But she did not like that her daughter was bra shopping without her. I think that what I took from that was that that's not a very it's non-traditional for her daughter to be going out buying these kind of. Well, she sexy says things. like it's not it's not the time you grew up where much more freer. Freer, she said, and that I don't. Again, that was one of those comments where you see Elizabeth just swallow that jagged little pill. Like, uh, wow, this is going to be tough. But I think that Elizabeth, her struggle with defecting and not defecting and and being. Um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, loyal to the motherland. Her children are the only thing that could turn her, I think. She is loves those children. I personally think she had those children for a cover-up. I don't think she really loves Phil. I don't think they fell in love and she wanted to have a family. I think she is doing the majority of the reason why she decided to have children. A large percentage is because she wants her life to look real. Yeah. But I think she, at in her heart of hearts as a mom, had these kids and now she loves them and she's trying to stay on her you know her ultimate goal to just do her job and do what she's asked to do but she's got these kids that are her own flesh and blood and they're kind of it's hard for her to she they're supposed to just be american but she they're her children she can't she does not okay with that well i think what's worse is again the closer that the more that she's asked to do for the motherland and yet everything that she's fighting for is being destroyed in her very own family right yeah, I, I just think she cannot she cannot stand to have her own flesh and blood be American. Like, yeah. that's not, I mean. And it's it's pretty, you know, uh, I mean, the switch came pretty fast. I mean, we're, from episode one to two, she's thinking about defecting. She's, that's a yeah. really fast switch. And and obvi- but justly. Right. I, I think that she, I don't know. Well, why do you think she's starting to feel like she's defecting, def- wanting to defect for the safety of her children? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the only thing that would even make her consider it. And then when she starts doing things like let's pierce your ears, you're going, oh, man, now she's like doing these American things with her daughter. Like that's sort of us watching her have that inner struggle just with little, little teeny things like that that you have to pay attention to, you know? Yeah. And Uh, I mean, you know, and uh, but again, it's kind of she's in the middle because mm-hmm. she does it herself rather than because, you know, she offered, hey, you can go with your friends to the mall. To the mall. And what's more American than going what to the mall? What's more American than the mall? Oh, my God. Yes. Nothing. No, yeah, you're right. It, she she did. But then she said, my mother pierced my ears for me when I was about your age. So maybe she felt a little okay, like, well, if I do it, I'm still, this is like a family tradition or whatever. I was thinking in that moment, though, does her daughter ever ask does Paige Elizabeth's daughter ever ask so tell me about your mom and um, do they have just made up stories I guess I don't know perhaps I mean I don't know maybe it was just me I never really asked those questions oh come on Phil you wouldn't ask ever about kids ask a lot of questions so maybe if she's over asking the questions now when she was five years old and and Elizabeth said oh my mommy did da 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 whatever you better believe that little girl would be like what's your what tell me about your mom and that's like sure okay well I'm sure I'm sure they have they have a made up story I guess and you know unfortunately I mean they have a story for their travel agents they have a they have a whole details as you said details they They know their details but wait though I have another thing another question I need to ask too how do these people i mean i know we're in tv land okay but i just have to ask the question because now this episode we find out that the travel agents i didn't catch that in the first episode i think they just told us that detail this time but if i'm wrong sorry um so they're travel agents and they do this job they work together that's really nice you know happy little couple how the heck do they have time to do that which seems like a full-time job have two kids and they're kgb spies they're not really travel agents i know they're not but that office that they're in, they... They work, but they don't work. Yeah. I mean, they have to... Uh, they go into the, uh, the... People in the office think they're travel agents. That's like... I mean, they're there doing... Doing their job. Travel I agent mean, stuff. And then I want to know this. So in the middle of the night, when they're like in the apartment with Grayson, which we need to talk about, and the mom, who was watching the kids? 
It's like they, they had the babysitter. Remember? Oh, that's right. They had yeah. the babysitter. Every, everything's covered, Lauren. No, it's not. I'm gonna find a hole. <laughs> no, but it's just I'm just saying that's a lot. Of, these people are like superhuman strength, superheroes, super Russian heroes. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot to do, and they're really good at it too. That Grayson stuff was good. Yeah, so let's let's it's uh, well before we talk about the Grayson stuff, uh, a couple of uh, managerial things, if if we will. Um, obviously, uh, Americans is a brand new show, and we're a brand new show because we follow that show. Mm. And uh, we would greatly appreciate if you guys could go to iTunes, rate and comment. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, the feedback helps us get better, deliver you guys the best product. Um, we're con- we live in a capitalist society here. <laughs> so we need to know we want to is hear, our product good enough we want to hear what you have to say good or bad should we defect or should we not defect that's right and uh let us know what you think of the americans you know if they're so uh we you know we can bring that into our discussion as well and you know we'll, we'll credit you don't worry we'll give you a shout out yo in that sense we're communists we won't just steal your ideas like the capitalists you know what i'm saying <laughs> um but yeah it really helps and then uh so i can tell a friend you know i'm sure you guys have uh, you know, you guys want as many people. If you really like the Americans, you want your friends to watch the Americans and uh, let them know about our after show. Then, because now you have a whole community of people. You guys can debate, talk, and discuss like we do. Yeah. Let us know what you're talking about. Ask us questions. We'll try and answer them. We're building a community here, people. That's right. Just for you. And um, all right, Grayson. Grayson. Well, let's talk about the plot because it's not just okay. the, Gray, Grayson's the. Um, He's like pawn. The vehicle. He's yeah. a pawn, yeah. Um, all right. So essentially the whole notion is we got we to gotta plant yes. a bug in there. Yeah. Into this office because of this big dinner, blah, blah. With your girl, with your girl Annalise. Phil liked Annalise. I did. Hey, Annalise. Hey, anytime you open up a show with a sex scene, I think that. it's great. I mean, it was Sorry very... if I offend women. No, I know no. guys will not be offended by that I comment. Was, I was not offended. One, she's a very beautiful woman, too. We know guys like that. Three, and four, it's FX. This is the, huh. They give you warnings, and this is what you should expect. Did none of you watch Nip Tuck? Because you should have. <laughs> anyway, no, Annalise. So Annalise was also kind of a, she was like an asset, sort of, too. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, she she was. Uh, well, let's talk about Annalise. This, this relationship is, is uh, strange, to say the least. Well, I don't know how Phil... I mean, found her? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's whatever. It's not really important. But all of a sudden, they're either Phil or Elizabeth is having sex with someone. And we're like, how did you? Okay, whatever. So so Phil finds this asset who is the secretary. Of, who Who is she, actually? She's, she, Doug, she's Douglas's wife, but that's the secretary of defense. That's his office, correct? Yes. I wonder what. I think, I mean. How is she? It wasn't fully explained. But that just I'm sorry. I'm just realizing how like close to home that is right there. Like they went straight for the jugular on that. They didn't go to like his girlfriend or something. They went straight for the guy's wife. No, wait. It wasn't his wife. I think we're wrong. Wasn't the brunette his wife? Maybe it's his girlfriend or something. That could be his sister. I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't wasn't, entirely sure. uh, Either. But here's the thing. I mean, you wouldn't have your mistress in public. No, that's true. Unless she was somebody. She said she was Douglas's wife. Now, I don't know who... Well, excuse us for being confused, but it's a, you, there's a lot of details in the show. You have to pay very close attention. I was taking feverish But here's notes, the thing. But I, here's what I get at. The, the, she, the guy that they're trying to bug, she's with him uh, publicly. Yes. And I, I believe he calls 
her, his wife. Okay. So we might uh, be right on that. Um, I'm not entirely sure who the woman is at the study that keeps coming in. Okay, yeah, the brunette girl, woman. Yeah, I'm not like, entirely sure. I think I think she may be like a sister or some, something. Or like a secretary or something. Um, Maybe she is a secretary because she was looking for his planner, remember, or his schedule. Oh, that, that could be it. So forgive us for being a little confused, but um, maybe if some of you know the answer to this, you can tweet us or... Here's what I know, and I'm going to make it definitive. Okay, do it. She was out in public. Regardless, she's, um, she's obviously working with Phil. We don't know exactly her ties, but she seems pretty powerful. Um, and, and obviously she got out of, you know, she was questioned, but she pulled the, hey, I'm married to the prime minister. And card. she and she agrees to go into the office and take photos. Yeah. So that they see that they where they can bug. And yeah. they see this clock and they decide, okay. Now, it wasn't clear in the storyline why Elizabeth tripped Grayson until later we figured out who but I was very confused when all that was happening I was like who what is she yeah, but doing I, here's the good news I trust a show like this oh yeah this is the kind of thing where when you're watching a show like this I really feel like when something like that happens you ha- you know it's going to be answered you need to pay attention to the details though because everything they're doing is going to eventually tie up and make sense but in the moment you're going wait a second what is happening right now I'm getting confused and then of course they end up explaining it but Grayson is the maid's son yeah. And they use him to... How did they know that she was... Well, I guess it's her son, so she, whatever. Who they did the research. I mean, here's the thing. No, it, the, whole, the whole crux of tonight's episode was that, you know, things are heating up, right? We yes. have to take new measures. And they're like, oh, a mission like this normally would take six months. This is... We three have days. three days. This is ridiculous. But um, as Phil later on says, you know, um, we did the impossible, but we did it. They did. No, she do says, it. I, I don't like them asking us the impossible. He says we did it. And they did do it. But they did do it. But let me interrupt you for a second. There were some holes and they do research, but there's always the gray area that happens. And with Grayson and Viola, the maid, who is his mother, there was a hole that they didn't research well enough that she was very religious. And they called that when she said, oh, G- oh, Lord, please help us. When, you know, they first came in and explained all this, they said that they're always the hardest uh, ones to go after because their faith, they're so tied up in their faith and they don't make what they were inferring rational decisions. But like, again, Viola ended up just saying, I'm listening to Jesus, so I'm not going to plant the clock back again. So those kind of things make it interesting because they can't, Elizabeth and Phil can't look like they're superhuman, like they're going to make everything better all the time. There has to be that that feeling of, oh my God, this could go awry. Yeah. And that was one of those things that they, you know, you can only research so much. How did, how, you know. They couldn't know. They wouldn't know that she would. End Especially up. in three days. I mean, if a mission is going to take six months to go, it has to be realistic. And and it was nice because again, it just only fueled the fire of do I defect or not? And yes. Elizabeth. Um, I liked I liked Phil stepping up this whole episode. I mean, he he really took charge of this whole situation, and he knew after um after his meet, uh, I don't know how or whatever. Uh, he had a weird meeting with Annalise, right? She gets mm-hmm. out of the car, whatever. And then um, he has the instinct to know, like, okay, wait, Elizabeth, she's going to be there. I got to get to the uh, that apartment. Yeah. And he starts choking Grayson, which is great. Is not the 
the right word, but I'm going to say a great scene. Well, no, well for the story, I mean, it made it exciting to watch. Yeah. And those are the, those kind of things where you start to realize how highly trained and highly intelligent these people are because they have to be able to make a really important decision on the turn of a di- like in a second. They're like, dude, she's not going to help us. And they also know that well, they could just let their her son die, but you know what? They really can't because then they're screwed. Yeah. And and there's a part of Viola's character that kind of knows that. She's like, well, they need me too. So she's kind of playing a little bit of a game there. But she's also you know, talking about her religion and how she doesn't want to whatever listen to them. She's listening to Jesus. But they had to make that decision in the moment. Like, all right, fine. We'll kill him right now then. He's going to die anyway. So make her answer now. And it worked. Yeah. Um, that was not part of the plan. That was not part of no, the plan. No, that's why it was good. No, I don't. Well, it wasn't. You know, uh, it wasn't part of the plan for her, for uh, Elizabeth to show up there, and that's where I think, to a mm-hmm. degree, he got mad was mm-hmm. because she did do this. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I loved how um, you know, speaking of moments, how how they're so well trained. Obviously, um, when the uncle comes, Albert. Oh, that was a. He good took scene him out too. immediately. I love I love that um, Phil is the first episode. He seemed very. Uh, not weak, but Elizabeth was like the very firm eye on the prize. Like we're gonna do this. We're not defecting. And and Phil's character seemed a little, a little more weak, a little more less masculine than you think he would be. Yeah. In this episode, we saw a total different side of him. Well, what's interesting um, again, this whole kind of switch from one episode to the other, um, as Elizabeth says. Last episode, you know, uh, she gets asked, do we have to worry about him defecting? She says, no, not anymore or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It could be that that's it. You know, he decided at that moment um, last week, you know what? I'm not going to defect with everything that comes with it. And I think, and again, we touched on this last week and we sort of said we were going to talk about, you know, last week and this week a little bit because we wanted to go into more detail. But I think that Elizabeth is a lot more affectionate and warm towards Phil now because she knows that she needs to be in order to keep him from defecting. Like, I think almost every decision she makes is first and foremost for her job. Her kids are the gray area for her, but still, like, no matter what, 99.9% of the time, everything she's doing is for the motherland. Like, no questions asked. She will do have children do anything to make her look like a normal American woman. And I think that she, even with Phil, she's working with him, but she knows he's about to defect. He's more soft than she is when it comes to that. And I think that she, the reason why he isn't defecting or seeming like he's thinking about it now is partially her using her woman parts to get him to stay. Because she knows she can. He's he's kind of in love with her and she's not really with him. She's like no emotions central except for her kids. Yeah. So I think that he may not, he may be taken by her a little bit. You're right. And I, not I think, defecting. I think he certainly is taken. Um, and I mean, overall, this this whole kind of journey, uh, as we mentioned, it, it was just fun to see unfold. Yes. It for was sure. a mystery. And that's what, I, that's what I loved about it. And I loved how, you know, she didn't put the clock back and blah, mm-hmm. blah. I, there was, you know, um, if I'm to be very, very critical, okay. you know, obviously with the bag, you know, he mentioned like, oh, like you can't, you went in with your bag. They didn't find that suspicious. You know, I just love that stuff. How right. you could have used that to heat it up more, but did it make it a bad episode? Absolutely not. No, it's okay. just if I'm to be very hypercritical. 
So you didn't, wait, what did you not like about that? Uh, no, it's not that I didn't like it. I'm just saying, you know, that was, if you really wanted to, that was an opportunity. Because how many times was she in there with, with that woman? The, yeah. I mean, granted, here's the good news. With a show like this, that could come into play later on. It could. You know, and that's what I'm hoping. But, you know, you just had, you, you still have that as an option. So you didn't like in that, that they in tonight's ig- episode. You didn't like that they ignored the fact that sh- Viola walked into the room. Don't with her say dislike. I didn't not. not I'm just saying you had an opportunity. Yes, you if were, you wanted it. You're questioning why they chose to kind of ignore that. Yes. Okay. No, that's a good. I didn't even think about that. Actually, that's a good. See, you're making me think more. There's things. There's so many details. Like we said, there's some things that you just don't yeah. take in. Um, it's one of those shows you feel like you could watch again and see a whole myriad of clues uh, yeah, and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, and what I, what I liked about it, obviously the two storylines are um, in terms of Beeman and um, our comrades, as I'm going to continue to call them yes. for the rest of Phil and my time here, at least on the Americans, which probably is going to end after this episode. Oh, but, come on now. But um, with the lady, you know, um, at, at, at their kind of embassy, you know, she's asking the guy, like, what do we, you know, uh, hey, what, what's going on? And, you know, she kind of gets a hint, like, oh, yesterday it was a big, big thing or whatever. And then, obviously, we cut through that little room and we hear kind of what's going on and, and what was said in that mm-hmm. meeting, what was recorded, which was obviously the cliffhanger of tonight's mm-hmm. episode. That's right. So I like, you know, um, A, what I like is that they're already close to begin with in terms of the storylines and, mm-hmm. like, the, the threat of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they continue to bring them closer every time. Oh, yeah. I feel like every... Every episode, something catastrophic enough could happen that could be like a season ender or a even a series ender. Like they could it's very risky. All of the things that are occurring, if they go wrong, it's like it could be done in a second. And I like that they make you it makes you want to watch the next episode. Like, holy crap, where are they going to go now? And with this, you know, we definitely want to see what's going to happen with that brunette woman that Beeman, you know, encountered at the market. Yeah. She's clearly going to have a big role in this because now she's supposed to be working for. Yeah, I mean that that's the key to the whole the thing. Americans and uh, I also like just you know um, we talked a little about the set design. Um, I liked there was a huge difference of the KGB versus the um, you know our American boys, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I think with Americans they had glass and things like that. Whereas um, in the meeting there. Uh, at the end, when we got the where we heard the recording, you know, the the glass was frosted, so you can mm-hmm. see through it. So I thought, you know, just minor things like that in terms mm-hmm. of the mentality was mm-hmm. was interesting. Very interesting. I didn't even pick up on that, but see. Um, but eye. why don't we get to news and gossip? Okay, let's do for it. For which we have just a little bit. Hi. Okay, so for all you Carrie Russell fans out there, if you want a little bit more of her, um, she has a. A little indie-esque type film called Austin Land. It just premiered at the Salt Lake City uh, Sundance Film Festival. And it is a romantic comedy. Carrie Russell is the the lead character. And she is a plays a woman in her 30s that is obsessed with Jane Austen and and her storylines and her stories and stuff. And and none of the men in her life could ever compare to the the main character in Pride and Prejudice. And she just, oh, it's just too much for her. So she decides to use most of the money she's saved up and go to this, um, like, retreat in, I think, in England where everything's very, like, Jane Austen-themed. And she... Uh, Georgia King, who is from, uh, an actress in The New Normal, is also in the movie. And, and so is um, 
Oh, the funny girl in all of the uh, the uh, Christopher Guest movies, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, she's yes. in it as well. Stifler's wife. So you know that she's going to be, it's going to be hilarious anyway. But um, she ends up meeting, at, Carrie Russell's character ends up meeting a man and, you know, wackiness ensues. It sounds very funny. Um, and, and she's also, Carrie Russell is also in right now is a more blockbuster type hit that uh, it's a scary film and I'm forgetting the name of it. But she's all over the map. Ryan, what did you write? You, you wrote Stifler's mom. Is that what Stifler's you? mom. Stifler's what mom, did, what not did I wife. Say? You said wife. wife. Oh, yeah. Stifler's mom. I'm sorry. But you know what? She's so much better in all I'm of I'm from the comrades. I don't know this American pop culture. Jennifer Coolidge is more commercially known for Legally Blonde, but she is very funny in all of the Christopher Guest movies like Best in Show and all those things. She's very funny. But anyway, so if you're looking for a little Carrie Russell fix and you want a little indie, watch Austin Land. It should be pretty funny. I think it looks funny, so... All right, that's what we have we'll for that. We'll check it out. Yeah. Um, real fast, before we get to predictions, a uh, couple of things. Uh, he, we also have um, an AfterBuzz store. So mm-hmm. not a lot of you guys, um, if you've been listening to other shows here at AfterBuzz, um, you know, we have an AfterBuzz store. A lot of you guys ask, like, you know, I would love to get a hat, a T-shirt, a mug, an iPad cover, whatever. And uh a baby, know, a onesie for your baby. A onesie for your baby. You know, Ray, why raise your kid to be American or Russian? Have him, have him be After Buzz. After Buzz TV. You know? It's where it's at. This is where all the young kids are doing. It's all the rage. That's right. So, um, and, look go, at, and look at Phil's lovely shirt if you're watching and you can right. see. See? That's right. You want to be like Phil? Go to AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> Click on the Shop Now banner and shop away. It's... uh. It's good stuff, good quality stuff. American apparel. We don't, you know, American apparel stuff. Yeah, it's hey, no joke. He's the boss man. Listen to him. But yeah, so check it out, you know. Um, so yeah, wear yourself some swag. That's All right. right, prediction time. Let's do it. My favorite. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. All right, so um, I'm excited to, to, to see how this develops. Yeah. Um, I'm particularly curious about Annalise because uh-huh. yeah, what you the are. hell? Yeah, what? you are. No, yeah, don't don't just think of me as a pervert. No, that's not the only reason. She left it at such an on state she of like totally did. You're right. They were talking about Sweden and like, hey, I love you. Let's have babies. She was. I am sorry, but she was being very weird there. Like, you can hold me and we can make love on a bearskin rug and talk about having babies. I was like, what is she doing? She sounds like a psycho. But yes, it was very weird. What was she getting at? And then she just got out of the car and he's like, you needed a ride. So you're right. There's something's brewing there. Yes. Um, obviously, um, big thing will be our, our caviar lady. I think that the brunette that is now working for the Americans, is that who you're talking about? Yes. My prediction for her is that she will find a way to not really defect to the American side. That she's still going to like, I don't know how, maybe she'll confess that she made a mistake to the Russians and they'll help her, you know, not get put away in that slave camp that he was threatening her with or whatever it is. But I think she's I think gonna, you underestimate the, well, yeah, I don't know, but I think if, that, if she had, if, if she, she, first off, yeah, I mean, she, obviously they'll have to create a lot of opportunity with that because that's the only way she can do it. Yeah, I think that I'm predicting that she is going to still have ties to the Russians and she's not going to fully be like just helping the Americans. Yeah. She'll figure out a way in. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is um, ironically uh, for 
again, it's it's very parallel. Normally, you see like as one side goes higher, another side's failing. But this, they're both kind of failing. Right. And something's gonna have to give. You know, what I mean, we're we're only on episode two. That's what I'm Go, saying. Yeah, yeah, we got something's got to give real it's, fast, it's and so, it will. It's so high risk every episode. That's why you're like, I feel like it could end at any moment. Like they could just. And I like um, they're playing racquetball. Yeah, um, Beam and, the, and Phil in the in the uh, the previews for next week. That's right. So I think that that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't really know what happens because the previews just warp my mind. The previews were, they just made you go like, what is happening? They gave you little clues, but nothing that was too revealing. So we definitely want to tune in and see. And we certainly will. I think we will. Um, so we appreciate you guys listening. Um, obviously, there's so much to discuss. And uh, again, one of the benefits, at least for me, being part of AfterBuzz, is I love hearing from you guys. Yes. And again, I always look at it as we start the conversation, but you guys have the ability to continue it. Keep it going. So rate and comment. And for more direct means of communication, where can they find you, Lauren? You guys can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. And uh, you can find me on cable. As the guy, the Russian guy said, that's a, that's a joke from the yeah, show. Yes, yes, yes. You can ca- I'll cable them. I'll cable them. Um, but on a serious note, uh, tweet us at AfterBuzzTV, and, uh, you know, we'll make sure to get your questions answered that way as well. That's right. Um, so until next time, Roth, Cornette, and Jennifer Golden will be back. Uh, thank you, Lauren Leonelli. Thank you, Phil Spitak. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 